The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I am your host, DK, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Long Live Lou. Hey. Shout out to Meditate Music on stream for suggesting that name um, on Twitch. Yeah, uh, we are live streaming right now, and we have all of our episodes recorded on Twitch and YouTube. If you want to subscribe on YouTube, just go to MixingMusicPodcast.com. Forward slash video, I think that's what it was. Or just go to mixingmusicpodcast.com. Check out our YouTube channel. Channels, because Lou has one too. Oh, Mastered yeah. by Lou, and then I have mine, DK Mixes. Um, we have a good episode today. We're going to get right into it. This is uh, an interesting one. Everybody always asks us, and we're gonna, I'm going to create some rapport first, but everybody always asks us for more and more technical advice and takeaways. Specifically... Um, either clarifying or telling us more about the secrets of the pros. I'm going to tell you the biggest secret of the pros, okay? And this is some people just cannot wrap their head around this. They have confirmation bias. They have uh, uh, where they think that the secret is to a specific converter, specific gear, specific clocking device, computer plugins, um, that is not any of the major biggest engineer's secrets. Um, there's a couple secrets that I'm going to share with you right now. And this is shared. And the reason why we know this is because uh, my mentor, uh, Leslie Brathwaite, has shared this many times. Um, his mentors and other people mix with the masters. We can, you can watch the videos. They, each of the masters talks about this many times. Um, this is less talked about on like influencer stuff because... Um, influencers, and even us as a podcast, I get more downloads if I pretend that the secret is how to use a doubler or an EQ in a specific way. There's more downloads in that way. So this is an unsexy secret, the real secret. Um, uh, In our interview with Leslie Brathwaite that you can watch either on YouTube um, or listen to the podcast episode, um, he shares this, and this is common. You hear this with many, many other engineers. The unsexy secret and truth for good mixes is not the gear, 
not the computer, not going out of the box, not analog, but it's being so well-practiced and so comfortable mixing that you mix emotionally. Oh, yeah. You can mix emotionally. The, the one, of the, one of these subjectively, objectively, wow, whatever, subjectively largest mixers in the world, Serban Ganea, he is totally in the box, has showed his setup multiple times over, totally in the box. There, I've still met lots of people that will refuse to believe that he's in the box. And uh, that's just silly. Why? I mean, telling you the truth, you just cannot, you have all of that uh, cognitive bias that there's, for example, I saw a meme today um, on Facebook and it was like, oh, I need to pull it up. But the meme was like, there's this ready, ready bake pie, pumpkin pie. All you have to do is stick it in the oven and bake it. And, and Karen, uh, I'm just going to say Karen, Karen had like, hey, thank you, ready-baked pies for ruining my Thanksgiving and, and shared a picture of her burning the pie. And immediately, her, her bias says, oh, it's not my fault. It's the pie maker's fault. It's the ready-baked pie's fault. And, and all of the comments and the memes in the memes are just roasting her about how, of course, it's not the pie's, it's, it's not her fault. It's the pie's fault. And we do this all the time. If your mixes suck, I guarantee it's not the tools that you use. It is you. <laughs> yeah. And if it's good, I guarantee it might be the tools that you use, but it's definitely you. <laughs> um, and uh, this is something that we, we need to just talk about. Uh, Lou, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm ranting at this beginning. I'm creating a preference <laughs> for us to like jump into. And I want you to think about this as well and talk about this. Um, but I, I very clearly, and I'm going to call you out on your bullshit right now. If you're listening and you blame anything, equipment, computer, lack of plugins, lack of equipment for your shitty mixes, I'm telling you right now, you're on that bullshit. You're lying to yourself. And the real is the secret is you suck. But the good news is because it's not about equipment, you as a mixer can get better. That is the best and most hopeful part of that news. With practice, with time, with years of experience, you can get better. And that is the, the awesome, hopeful side of it. Um, Lou. Yo. Let's talk about this. Uh, you've seen in person as well as on the internet and talked to many other experienced engineers. We, we're friends with Tizio, with uh, Kalen from uh, District Sound Labs, uh, Bob Horn. Um, yep. Now, granted, they do things differently from us, right? Yeah. But do they use any sort of weird, niche super weird, high-level secret techniques that nobody else knows about? No, and the funny thing is, if you ask them, they'll tell you. No, they'll say no. Like, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. The, the funny thing is, like, uh, Bob will listen to a mix. Like, well, I remember, uh, you know, there was something he wanted me to check out, so I pulled in, and I showed him something. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this mix? He's like, sounds great. There's a little this going on there. There's a little that going on there. What I'd probably do is this, that. But everything that he told me to do was, like, an EQ cut. You know, there it wasn't like, oh, watch this. I'm gonna show you this one plugin makes every mix immediately great. 
So it's you're doing your harmonics huge. specifically from ozone or it's from trash at this setting. <laughs> this setting, this specific at this percentage, at this at this variable. It, it, that's never the conversation with any of the people. Like I remember I was uh, questioning a mix uh, that I was doing for Ari Lennox, sent it to Tizio because I'm like, yo, like this is kind of big. I'm doing a mix for Ari Lennox. Like send it to somebody else who does big mixes and get their opinion on it. He listened to it. He's like, it sounds great. What's wrong with it? I'm like, I guess nothing. (laughs) 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 Like I was kind of expecting you to tell me like, Oh, you should do this. But no, like at the end of the day, everybody that I've hung out with, everybody that I work with, um, they've got their plaques. They've got their nominations, their awards for different things. They love keeping it simple. And even people with uh, analog hardware who I'm a believer that, yeah, it does have a tonal character. Yeah, certain converters have a tonal character, but it's never been anybody's like, oh, no, I can't work without my SSL G bus. No, nobody's like and everybody, I I kid you not. One of my personal biggest pet peeves is when somebody shows up and they're like, you don't have this specific preamp. Oh, no, I'm going to sound like shit without it. I'm like. You ever considered you just sound like shit, period? <laughs> like, if, if your reliance is on one specific thing, then you either haven't ventured out enough to see what options exist, or you really did just get used to that one thing and you're that comfortable with it. So uh, at that point, I want to sympathize with you, but I, I can only really sympathize if you really knew what you were doing. So if I get a whiff of you not knowing what you're doing, you're just blurting out like a blanket. Oh, it's not a C 800 G. I can't record. Yeah. Really? Those people that work professionally don't want to touch it. So there's, this is important specifically with mixing too. I feel like it mostly has to do with the amount of experience that you have and the experiment experience turns into comfort, how comfortable you are within Pro Tools. Like honestly, Pro Tools is kind of like learning the piano. You have to learn your instrument and practice your instrument. If you aren't practicing your DAW, whether that's Ableton, Logic, and Pro Tools, it's not about being able to use the tools fast or efficiently. But if you don't use it fast and efficiently, then you're never going to be able to get into the zone and just care about the music. Just feel the music. So um, you got to learn your DAW. You got to practice your DAW. <laughs> my young... <laughs> Sorry, this is... You can't see unless... In, if you're listening to the podcast, but my little... My, my second son, my youngest son just came in. It's kind of funny because he did like the My youngest the son walk. came in and he's, he's naked and he's got like a... <laughs> A knot, a knot top, or what is this called? Like a a, a man bun? A man? No, not a man bun. But he's just—you just gonna have to watch it on YouTube. His entrance was just hilarious. Just rewind. Go, go to this episode on YouTube. <laughs> and he's naked. What up, Kyo? Anyway, um, he's gonna have a special guest on the podcast now. Uh, but this is this is incredibly important about about um learning the tools, being comfortable with it, learning your plugins, getting comfortable with it. I feel like yeah. most people. Ha- have a ton of plugins that they've never used or rarely ever used or rarely ever took the time to get to know. Um, and that's a really good use of time. Um, getting Listening to music casually. Like a lot of these uh, professional mixers, I would say are, are diehard analysts as well. Like they analyze yeah. music and learn from different genres of music. They're yeah. able to mix. Like for example, Manny America, one of my favorite mixers of all time. 
um, he's able to mix John Mayer to sound like warm, like John Mayer wants. Like that's perfect for John Mayer. But then can turn around and make Post Malone slap. And then the most recent Kendrick album. Like that's like he's so flexible. Um, and I think uh, we've talked about on podcasts that he's shared that he doesn't make every mix sound exactly the way that he wants it to sound. He yep. makes it sound the way that the artist wants it to sound. The client wants it to sound. Um, being flexible, you're not able to do that if you're not comfortable with your tools and if you're not analyzing music. Um, and if you're not in touch with your emotions, um, if you're dead set on the way that songs are supposed to sound, um, then you cannot progress. You will not get better. Um, if you're not able to, so for example, um, uh, a quick example of this is as an engineer, you need to interpret feelings. For example, if a client says, I wish the course had more energy. Now, as an engineer, my thoughts are energy equates to multiple things. If I add more top end, that's going to mean energy. If I add more low end, that's also going to equate to energy. If I make the drums louder, that's also going to be more energy, more rhythmic, right? Or at least more like pushing along. If I make the chorus wider, that's going to feel more energetic. If I... um if I compress, well, it depends, but if I add more compress, which means general loudness, if it's louder in general in the course, that's going to equate to more energy. So what I'm doing as an engineer is I'm interpreting what I want and then automatically going into my, 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 uh, how do you Your say reserves. my reserves, my, my portfolio, my ideas, my, res yeah, whatever of my repertoire of tools that I know works to increase the level of whatever they want energy in this case. Right. Um, there's so many different ways to do it. And if you're not comfortable in knowing the techniques, then you're never going to be able to do that. But at the end of the day, it's never about techniques. It's not about the ratio on your compressor, how many dBs of gain reduction you're using on your compressor, specifically what uh, how what frequency and, and Q curve that you're using for your EQ and how much you're dipping, how you seek and destroy and find these frequencies that you cut. It's not about that. It's not about, it's feeling shit. It's, it's yeah. getting used to it. Um, and un that's the unfortunate truth. People are just so up their own ass about, I'm not good because I don't know a secret. It's not a secret. It's literally just comfort. Getting my used to your tools and becoming better over time. My favorite thing is like when people uh, say it's like, oh man, like I'd love for you to teach me how to do this and that. I'm like, cool. And then I drill them on the basics. And they're like, well, I kind of understand this. I'm like, okay. You said that you feel like your mixes are over compressed, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, so back off the compression. They're like, like, how do I get it to sound tighter? I'm like, automation. They're like, really? You draw in your volume moves? I'm like, yeah, I mean, the compressor helps. But like, if you do too much compression, you lose this, you lose that. But it's always the underwhelming lesson because it's like, I feel like I just got told, go back to basics. But the funny thing is, most of these guys that are big, have you ever like, uh, DK, you attended Mix with the Masters, something that's over $10,000 to go to. You have to. No, it, your... it wasn't. Well, it wasn't over $10,000. I, I think it was I like four grand charged. plus expenses, flights. Oh, okay. So maybe it was like seven, eight. I remember looking at one where they were like, oh, it's roughly $12,000 to attend this specific one. I was like, damn. Um, but either way, uh, the idea being you've attended it. I've spoken with a ton of mixers and everything where it's like, okay, cool. Like you want to learn to mix this and that you want me to break down my mix to you. Sure. Let me open up a mix, start from scratch or show you what I've done. And every time you look at it, there's never been like, Oh, check this out. This is how you specifically do bass. It's always been like, Oh yeah. I ran a parallel for the lead. 
Um, I used the noise gate to get rid of some of the noise. Um, you know, did some pretty basic things. Like it's always this underwhelming thing. So like the idea of, you know, people thinking that there's this hidden secret, this hidden gem technique that no one way to do anything, like one way to treat your bass tracks or eight away tracks. It's not, it's, there's so many things that you have to go back to basics for before you even get to doing the flourishes. And some of those flourishes might be like, Oh, we use the gold Foss EQ, which right now, if you're listening in a timeline that this is still happening, like black Friday, they're doing the whole uh, 40% off worth every penny. But it's funny because even them, they describe it as a demasking plugin. It's, it's not the magic uplifter of the world. They're like, Oh, this helps with masking frequencies. And, uh, um, by the way, go to mixing music doc, uh, mixing music podcast.com forward slash golf If you're interested in that 40%, that's the most they've ever do every year. Yeah. Um, so we talk about golf in the past, mixing music podcast.com forward slash golf Um, and, if yeah. you want that 40% black Friday deal, um, like, but it just kind of goes back to that. There is no secret. Most, most times when people are looking for lessons or they're watching the tutorials, they're wildly underwhelmed by the idea that like they didn't reveal the secret. Yeah. Yeah, it, like literally um, some of the Mix with the Masters videos, especially for mastering engineers, it's almost like a joke. Yeah. Um, where like this huge name, multi-Grammy winning mastering engineer um, pulls up a session that they did with a big winning, Grammy winning, multi-plaque artist. How do they master the song? Oh, a half a dB wide boost at 10K Half a dB wide wide Q boost at a hundred hertz, uh, and then uh, uh, limiting with two limiters, and that's it. My favorite one is the video for "Damn" by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, oh my god, it's really funny because he's like, "Yeah, you know, they wanted more bass, but like there was already so much, I didn't touch it." <laughs> it's like amazing. Yes. It's like it was it was already aggressive. It already had the tone. So I just had to make sure it was OK. And it's like, I love this mix with the masters. I feel extremely underwhelmed in all the best ways. Yeah, I, I do think that that's like the biggest thing, the hardest pill for people to swallow. I, I feel like the red pill of mixers is honestly, it's not crazy. Like there's no crazy techniques or tools. And if you yep. find yourself believing that there are tools and techniques that you need to be better um, then all of that marketing that all of these gear and plug-in companies are doing that make money from you thinking that is working. All of that marketing yeah. is working and you are susceptible to marketing and you're unable to think on your own. Yeah. <laughs> um, the funny so- thing is like, it's, it's more about the mentality behind it. I don't know if you, you'd agree with that necessarily, but like everybody has access to an EQ. Most people have the same plugins. Uh, you go to a studio in LA and guaranteed every single studio has the same basic set of plugins. They might have some flourishes, but if you were to throw in 10 different engineers, you'd have 10 completely different mixes, even with all the same tool set. But usually those that do the best have a very mindful approach to it. Yeah. Or use the same, like they use the same EQ plugin for years and they never really change or dare even try to, I mean, it's good to try different plugins and stay on top of stuff. Like Dave Pensado is a great example of that. He's always trying new plugins out. Bob Horn does the same thing too. Like mm-hmm. it's good to stay on top of stuff and keep up to date with everything, all the new technology. Yep. Um, but that's the thing. There's really nothing that 
like Bob's workflow is different. Like he has a limiter and EQ that on the mix bus that he does while he's mixing, the way that he processes vocals, the order of the inserts or plugins that he uses is different than mine. Um, though there's a difference between I have habits and the reason why I have habits, why I put an EQ before the compressor, it's not because necessarily maybe at one point it was because I thought it had a different sound. Um, but now the biggest reason is because the habits are really useful. They offload mental processing, right? So the reason why I do a R comp or like a, a compressor after the initial EQ is not because it sounds better or I care to even trial and error it out anymore. It's it's because that like 1% less processing that my mind has to do frees up that 1% to figure out what the vocal needs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like now I'm doing like I have habits and we should also create habits to to make efficient like to become more efficient. We shouldn't do crazy like our base on every single art like base. No, nah, that's not that's not a thing. Because there's many times where I don't use a compressor or an EQ on the vocal at all. Yeah. So the habit, like my habit of putting a compressor after the EQ doesn't even matter at that point. It's like, so I'm, it's like also being aware enough that I don't need this stuff. And if, if you're either stuck doing the same thing every single way, or like you think that the vitamin is the secret from waves for 808s, and that's, that's going to work every single time, you're fooling yourself. And, and that might be... That might be, it might work from time to time. It might work a majority of the time, but you have to also be aware enough to know that that doesn't work every single time. Nothing works every single time. Um, mixing is truly the art of making all of the tracks sound good together. Um, so, you know, not everything works well together with the same tools and settings every single song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's absolutely true. You know, so, um, it's, just, it's funny because like uh, Alex Tumay is famously uh, known for giving people credits in mixing if they're the recording engineer, if it was recorded and prepped well enough. That's kind of the funny thing. It, it goes back to the to the basics to where he's like, yo, I barely had to do any mixing on the vocal because it was recorded and sent to me so well that I didn't have to touch it. And that's kind, being able to recognize that. it. Yeah. He'd, he'll... Uh, He'll give people assistant engineer credits for the mixing stage um, if they recorded it well enough. But that's that's an extremely powerful tool to have access to. Not Alex Tumay himself, but rather the mindset of recognizing when something needs something and when something doesn't. And that's yeah. actually kind of a big... Uh, uh, Lester does that. Uh, um, I notice that if he gets tracks... Um, Lester uh, Mendoza, who uh, books our studio all the time for mixing and everything, you know, he's he's a, an extreme minimalist when it comes to processing and everything. He listens to something, he's like, okay, it needs a little tweak here, needs a little tweak there, but like this sounds good. Like overall, it sounds good. It might need some tweaks, but it doesn't need, you know, ten plugins on the channel. It might need one, maybe none. Amen. This is a this is a short episode. Um, before we go on. I'm going to talk about our sponsors. Mix and Music Podcast is sponsored by the Mix and Music Podcast. If you like the content and want to hear more technical content about mixing, mastering, songwriting, production, you can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive and sign up for our exclusive episodes that release every Wednesday and Thursday. So, which makes 
if you want three times the amount of episodes. So then you get three episodes a week instead of just one episode a week. That's $4 a month or $40 a year. Hosted by Braden Flint from at Flint Mastering, if you want to look him up. Um, and then uh, it's really, really great content. Totally technique-focused. Um, and he gives out homework every single episode. Um, talks about techniques and stuff like that. It's really, really useful. I hope that... Um, I hope I I really do think that it's it's one of the most helpful segments of the podcast. So I appreciate Braden for doing that. And once again, that's mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive. All right. Uh, also, if you're looking to book studio time, rent studio time in the Los Angeles area, we are located in North Hollywood. Lou and I co-own a studio called In The Mix Studios, and um, that is located in North Hollywood. If you're interested in that, go to inthemixstudios.com or call or text 323-404-7770 um, to get in touch with our booking manager, who at the time actively working is Lou. So if, yeah. if Lou picks up, that's who that is. Mention that you uh, um, listen to the podcast. We'll give you a discount for the studio time. If you're looking to hire for mixing and or mastering, you can also DM at Master by Lou or me at DK Mixes. Um, and more than, if you again, if you mention that you listen to the podcast, uh, I'm sure that we can do some sort of um, discount for you as well for those services. Anyway, um, the last thing that I like, uh, I want to keep going. There's very little to come up with this topic, talk about with this topic. It's pretty straightforward. Um, but the big points that I wanted to make is don't be fooled by these marketing, these, these plugin companies, the outboard gear, these content creators that, um, say the secret is, is something technical. Uh, it's not, it never is. And it never will be. Um, if take, you know, take a responsibility for your own skill or lack of skill. And again, the hopeful part about this news is that you as a mixer can get better. Um, so this is just a really great thing. Lou, what are some ways that you think, uh, people can practice to get better? Mm. There's ways I can think of that are somewhat limited, which is, uh, if you don't have, monitors obviously it's hard to just sit in front of your monitors and listen to music for hours which we'd all love to do uh, let's be honest like we all have a limited amount of time in the day so i'm sure some people are working all the way until late night so they don't really want to wake up their family to do it so they only have a couple days out of the week that they can do this but use whatever you're referencing on as daily headphones for a while or something you know like if you have uh some nice headphones that you bought like a lot of people have the audio technica ath m50x's or x2's or whatever series they're on now um go for a walk listen to them use them around the house you know if you use airpod pros um listen to them all day long and find a way to get them connected to your computer jesse ray ernstern uh was uh, famously uh, known for being like the NS10 guy uh, that everybody kind of like currently like looks to, right? But the funny thing is, he says it all the time. He's like, I've used NS10s for so long. They're what I know. I like them. I think they're great. But then you talk to other people, they're like, they sound like shit. I hate them. I don't know why anybody uses NS10s. Just get used to what you like. Get used to what you have. Because at the end of the day, the biggest difference that you can make literally is reliant entirely on your ear and your approach. You want to get better? Learn to understand the mindset of other professionals. Forget about their settings. Forget about their templates. Forget about any tool they have. Yes, there are tools out there that make a job perceivably easier or more effective, 
but it's nothing if you don't understand it and why it is seen as such a resourceful tool. The mindset is everything. One of my favorite, favorite stories is about the Beatles all wanting to do LSD and their engineer being like, I don't want to. I need to record. I need to be effective. So what did he do? He pretended to take the LSD. So he prepped every mic in the studio, made sure that the studio was available open energy, made sure everything could go perfect. If somebody randomly started playing the piano, he could record that piano on the spot and have mics ready. So he set up like 40, 50 microphones around the studio and all of them were ready to record to tape. But this is the mindset of somebody professional dealing with a chaotic situation. What you could take from that is how to conduct yourself in a situation where you're like, well, normally I only record one mic, but it seems to be a live band and they keep coming up ideas constantly like maybe I should set up more mics. Maybe I should be ready to record on the spot. Maybe I should systemize how I work a little bit. The funny thing is understanding the mindset was very important in that because I didn't care one bit about what microphone I was using, but I learned something that made me a lot more effective and started helping me make more money in my industry. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of like, let's end it there for this episode. There's really, the biggest secret is that there is no secret. And yeah. I'm going to say right now, again, I'm repeating myself multiple times this episodes, but if you have a hard time accepting that, understanding that, um, there's an issue there. There's definitely an issue there. Yeah. There is no secret. It's Serban Ganea doesn't have a specific converter that you don't have, that you don't have access to, which is the secret for his hits. He doesn't have a special set of plugins that you don't have. That's the secret to his hits. He doesn't have a specific amount of gear that you don't have that, um, that makes his hits. He has speakers that are relatively accessible that that they're not crazy, crazy expensive. My speakers are more expensive than both of his speakers may be combined. Um, it's not it's not crazy like his setup is not crazy um manny mariquin does hybrid mixing or analog mixing the first time then prints stems and then whenever he does revisions it's all in the box um same thing with jason joshua ed leslie is completely in the box there's many high-end andrew sheps is now completely in the box many high-end tzo is 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 hybrid but mostly in the box uh, except for a few things um there's no secret gear and it's, it's not going to be that piece of gear. That's going to be the difference of what makes TZO TZO and what makes you, you, it's not that DW Fern EQ. It's his ears and what he likes to do and his preferences that he's practiced and polished over the years and, um, your lack of practice and polish, um, and preference and, and maybe training. Like he's been mentored a lot as well. Um, we've been mentored a lot by various people. Um, and we get to see, we spend a lot of time watching other professionals on, on YouTube, um, as well. You can do that. That's fully accessible. Mixed with the masters has a bunch of free content on YouTube. It's fully accessible. There's no secrets anymore. Back in the day, a couple decades ago, it was all secretive. None of it's secret anymore. And this, that the secret that's been out is that nobody has a secret. They've just been lying. Having secrets was used to be part of the marketing of an engineer. You yeah. hire me because you think that I have a secret and I have a secret sauce, which makes my record sound better. Now that because of content creation, everybody's been outed. There is no secrets. Analog gear is technically inferior and doesn't necessarily make any record sound better. Uh-oh. Now it's 100% based on skill. And if you suck, it's because you. And if you're good, it's because of you. And, yeah. and, and now it's, it's a lot more honest. And it'll continue to change that way. Okay. Um, I think that's a great way to end this episode. I really, really hope that y'all get better. Uh oh, 
Here it is. Little Munchkin back up again. Do you see him? (laughs) My little guy has woken up again. He fell asleep in my arms, but he's back up. Um, He's going to want to come back into my arms. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Once again, if you like what we're doing and you want to help us out in a free way that that takes you no money or no time, go to um, just leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Um, That really helps us. Uh, with the algorithms of the platform. So we appreciate that. Um, And on that note, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug about Antares and Autotune. Antares makes the original industry standard autotune that we all know and love the sound of. We are sponsored by them, so if you visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash autotune, we do get a small kickback from every purchase. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Please enjoy this episode.